Monday we bumping it. Yo, bring that music back. This is your feel-good radio, Fresh 107.9 FM. Great morning to you, wherever you're listening to us from. Uh, This Wednesday uh, is uh, the platform right here on Fresh 107.9 FM. Rihanna with the song American Oxygen, kickstarting things (laughs) this morning. Today, uh, we'll see the new president, Joe Biden, or is still the president-elect, inaugurated as the new president of the United States. Uh, Donald Trump, uh, remember... Uh, he spent four years in office after that somewhat surprise victory in 2016. Uh, a lot of people at that time, uh, you know, believed in a number of things he promised, saying he was going to shake things up. But he now leaves office after two impeachments, 
and um, the country, according to some observers on the edge. But if you talk to some of his supporters, the pro-Trump people, they'll tell you he's kept his promises, as expected, of course. But one thing that is certain is that it's been an interesting last four years for uh, the United States of America. They call themselves the most important country in the world. And, um, you know, they have a number of things uh, to support that claim. Well, uh, later today, uh, Mr. Biden will be sworn in as the president of the U.S. Uh, the President Trump in his final hours has pardoned 73 people, including his former advisor, Steve Bannon, who is facing fraud charges. There are a number of other people who received the pardon. Rapper Lil Wayne, or Lil Wayne, and there were commutations for rapper Kodak Black and former Detroit Mayor Kwame Kilpatrick. Um, still a couple of hours before he leaves office. In fact, it is expected that he might still issue some more patterns. Uh, some believe that there are quite a number of things that Trump will be trying to do uh, in the remaining hours before uh, he leaves office for Joe Biden. But it's been very interesting times for that country. We'll get into that possibly later this morning. The platform right here on Fresh 107.9 FM. My name is Wali Bakari. Thank you for joining us. I'll take a look at the latest numbers reported by the NCDC as always to kickstart things. And uh, we'll be heading to Ondo State where some very interesting things are being said uh, after the uh, instruction uh, given by the Ondo State government as far as grazing and um, urging is concerned in that state. Uh, there was a statement from the presidency reacting to that. There's been a reaction from the Ondo State government and a number of reactions uh, from many parts of the country. We're speaking to uh, someone from Akure this morning and um, get his thoughts as far as this situation is concerned. But like I said earlier, let's kickstart things with the latest numbers reported by the Nigeria Center for Disease Control. Is a platform this Wednesday on Fresh 107.9 FM at Belkota. Thank you for staying with us. Platform on Fresh 107.9 FM. at this Wednesday, the 20th of January, 2021. Wale Bakar is my name. Uh, good to know you're there. Uh, joining the program this morning. Like I said earlier, kicks out things with the latest numbers reported by the NCDC. Uh, the COVID-19 numbers continue to rise, raising a lot of worry. Uh, Lagos yesterday was talking about uh, how they... Lagos was talking about what the oxygen need is at the moment. Uh, the governor was saying 360 cylinders. Uh, that's what they need per day at the moment as far as uh, the oxygen requirement uh, is concerned uh, for treatment of COVID-19. 360 cylinders per day. That's the oxygen demand in Lagos. And you know, to get to that level where there's an oxygen demand, it means that uh, you know, that, case, that that's a very serious case, so to speak. Uh, that person is having difficulty in breathing already. And, you know, uh, that could be life-threatening. Well, Nigeria yesterday recorded 1,301 new cases of coronavirus. Uh, the total number of infections in the country now stands at 113,305. Although 91,200 of those have been discharged 
the number of deaths in the country is now 1,464. Uh, that's um, a lot more than what the previous day is number uh, was. That's 15 more uh, than the previous day. 1,464. Uh, that's the number of people that have now died in the country from the virus. Uh, Lagos had the bulk of the infections yesterday, 551. Oyo, uh, the FCT, sorry, at 209. Oyo had 83. Plateau, 65. Kaduna, 64. Enugu, 61. And then Rivers, 44. Undo with 39. Benue, 37. Akwaibom, 31. Kano, 19. Delta and Gombe, 18 each. Ogun, 16. Edo, 15. Kebi, 10. Aiboni, 9. Jigawa, 4. Oshun, 3. Zanfara, 3. And then Bruno, 1. That same number as Nasara with one new case. Uh, the numbers continue to rise across the country. The plea remains the same. Obey the non-pharmaceutical measures. Wear your face masks in public. Um, avoid crowded places. Wash your hands with soap and water. Use alcohol-based sanitizers. Just do all you can uh, to ensure that you are safe and that your loved ones are safe. Uh, those are, That's the plea that is being made by the NCDC, the Ministry of Health, and all stakeholders as far as the COVID-19 pandemic uh, is concerned. Uh, very quickly, um, our hearts and thoughts are with those who lost their lives or lost their loved ones uh, in the um, petrol tanker explosion that happened at the IBB Boulevard here in Abelkota yesterday. Uh, quite a number of things have been said since that incident. Uh, government of Costa gave some directives as far as articulated vehicles are concerned and saying they should not ply um, uh, overhead bridges in the state. And, you know, a number of calls have been made from residents regarding the particular area where that occurred and um, other roads across the state. Of course, uh, there, there is uh, what the uh, Commissioner for Special Duties, Femi Ogumbao, told us yesterday was that uh, yes, preliminary, uh, preliminary suggestions was that the brake, there was brake failure in the car or in the uh, vehicle, uh, the truck rather. <laughs> but uh, they will be waiting for the uh, the report from relevant agencies as far as what happened yesterday is concerned. So uh, one cannot say for certain that. You know, uh, this particular things were, but uh, was the cause. But one can at least look at some of these issues and talk about the factors that could have aided whatever happened yesterday. And some requests have been made. Uh, very, very sad day was yesterday. And government, of course, appears uh, bothered by what happened, appears uh, bothered and um, trying to make sure that a future reoccurrence uh, is averted. Uh, we'll definitely uh, get some updates as far as uh, those that were injured and are being treated. Um, about six of them yesterday had 90% bonds from what we hear. And um, there had to be experts coming from Lagos to take a look at them. Uh, we don't know. Uh, the information yesterday was they would be looked at uh, if they could be treated at the FMC, the state hospitals, at uh, the state hospital rather, uh, that will be done or if they would have to be taken to the Bond Specialist Hospital in Lagos. But uh, we wish them quick recovery, and uh, we just hope that everyone will be fine eventually. I did say that our focus mainly this morning will be the situation in Undo State, where uh, there's been a number of reactions that have trailed the presidency's statement 
uh, which trailed uh, the directive by the Ondo State Governor, Timi Akeridolo, asking herdsmen to leave the state government forest reserves. Now, uh, the governor had given some um, new instructions as far as herding or grazing in the uh, state is concerned. He banned underage grazing, night grazing. He banned movement of cattle within cities and highways and also gave Edsman seven days ultimatum to comply uh, with the order. The In a statement by the Senior Special Assistant to the President of Media and Publicity, Mr. Kabashew, the President called for his strength on the side of the state government and the Fulani communities. In the statement titled, In Tackling Crime, Ondo State Government Will Not Act Outside the Constitution. The Presidency also called on both sides to continue their dialogue. The statement reads partly, Governor Timi Akaridolo, a seasoned lawyer, senior advocate of Nigeria, and indeed a former president of the Nigeria Bar Association, has fought crime in his state with passion and commitment, greater sensitivity and compassion for the four years he has run its affairs, and in our view, will be the least expected to unilaterally oust thousands of others who have lived all their lives in the state on account of the infiltration of the forests by criminals. If this were to be the case, rights groups would be right in expressing worries that the action could set off a chain of events which the makers of our constitution foresaw and tried to guard against. We want to make it clear that kidnapping, banditry and rustling are crimes, no matter the motive, always involved. But to define crime from the nameplates, as a number of commentators have erroneously done, which group they belong to, the language they speak, their geographical location or their faith is atavistic and cruel. We need to delink terrorism and crimes from ethnicity, geographical origins, and religion to isolate the criminals who use this interchange of arguments to hinder law enforcement efforts as the only way to deal effectively with them. The president, uh, the statement went on to say the president who swore to defend the constitution has spoken against the indigenous people of Biafra in asking citizens of northern origin to leave. He did not spare the group based in Sokoto, the Muslim Solidarity Forum, which asked the Bishop of Sokoto to leave and is prepared to do all that the law permits to protect citizens all over the country in their choice of where they wish to reside and are treated as equal citizens. In a swift reaction, the Odo State Commissioner for Information and Orientation, Donald Ojogo, said the President's statement had stated unambiguously the position of the federal government. The Odo State government did, according to him, the Odo State government did not ask Fulani to leave the state. The governor said headsmen who are unregistered should leave the forests. The statement from Gabashio is brazen display of emotional attachment and is very inimical to the corporate existence of Nigeria. We need clearly defined actions on the part of federal government to decimate the erroneous impression that the inspiration of these criminal elements masquerading as headsmen is that of power. He says our unity is threatened. No doubt. Uh, well, he had a lot to say. He goes on and on. Uh, as far as the reaction uh, that trailed the president's statement, quite a number of reactions. The Fenn Ferry and a number of others have uh, also come out to talk about it. Magban immediately yesterday after the reports of the statement, Magban said they had not been formally informed about uh, the instruction uh, by the governor. Uh, well, the Commissioner for Information, Donald Ojogo, was speaking on a television program earlier this morning. Uh, reiterating uh, what is somewhat disappointment with the statement from the presidency uh, saying, of course, that Undo will never ask legitimate residents in the state to leave and uh, saying that they're just trying to protect uh, the state and make sure everyone is safe. Let's take a listen to him. Uh, in a couple of minutes, we'll be speaking 
with uh, Mr. Ayo Fadaka, who is a public relations consultant, is a policy analyst. He's also the immediate past zonal publicity secretary of the PDP. We'll be speaking to us from Accra this morning. And uh, we're getting his thoughts as far as uh, this particular situation is concerned. But let's listen to uh, Mr. Donald Jogo first off, who is the Commissioner for Information in Ondo State. Uh, his um, latest submissions uh, were featuring on a television program earlier this morning. Issue the statement. Then, Garba owes this nation a great deal of explanation to let people know why he must take up the fight of criminal elements. He is, he, I do not believe by his pedigree he might want to offer himself as spokesperson of people masquerading as S-men, people masquerading as S-men and committed crime. I don't want to believe he will offer himself as a spokesperson to criminal elements who are hiding under S-men. Let us separate these two things. Government did not say S-men, particularly all maybe full men all the full people should live on those states. That is not correct. Those S-men who have occupied the forest reserves, and in this case, the forest reserves are different from the national forests. Government has not come out to say that full men should vacate all the forests of those states. In the attention, the focus here is the forest reserves. These forest reserves are government monuments. These forest reserves are treasures of the people of the southwest, right from time immemorial. These were places or places that have been this morning for beauty and biodiversity. There are specific purposes for which these places have been airmarked. Thousands of hectares of land in the thick forest. Unfortunately, some of these criminal elements have gone to mingle with Fulani X-Men who have occupied portions of these uh, forest reserves. As settlements, and in any case, anytime victims are kidnapped, they take them directly into the deep, to the depth of the forest reserves. And security agencies have had enough evidence to show that these persons are taken into the forest. So, what government is trying to do is to clear the mess, clearing the mess by way of regulating the activities of S men. And we should also know that not only Fulani people are S men. So, I will be surprised. If the Mieti Allah want to appropriate the burden of criminality, I'm surprised. As I was the Commissioner for Information in those state, Mr. Donald Ojogo speaking earlier this morning uh, when he had to react to the statement by the presidency yesterday because uh, explaining what the Ondo State government's plans are and uh, what the aim of the new directive by the governor uh, is. I did say that we'll be joined, I did say that we'll be joined this morning uh, by the immediate part zonal publicity secretary of the People's Democratic Party, is a policy analyst and public relations consultant, Mr. Ayo Fadaka, joins us from Akure this morning. Good morning to you, Mr. Fadaka. Good to have you join us. Good morning. Great to have you join us. Well, let's just get straight to it. Um, I'm sure you must have been following the number of reactions that have trailed what has happened after the governor's directive, uh, the reaction from the presidency and the reaction from the state government to the presidency's reaction. And then a number of other people who have spoken, the Afeni Ferry and some individuals who have spoken about it. What are your immediate thoughts, really, about this situation? Well, to many of us in this state and indeed across the southwest, we are not only alarmed 
at the invasion of our region by miscreants from the north. It is a very troubling issue. And for us, it is a time that all hands must be on deck to arrest this worsening situation. Um, when Governor Rotimia Kredulu rolled out his, uh, the new policy about how to address the security crisis that's ongoing on those states, people of the state, including my good self, were very happy that at last an action is being taken. In fact, I particularly have to send a congratulatory message to the governor for being, I mean, for at last taking an action that we are so sure yeah. we, we put to bed the restiveness that is coming into our state. Um, who are citizens of this country, we are alarmed that rather than for the federal government to begin to take actions that will ensure there is a continual peace and stability in our region and across the nation as a whole. Rather, the federal government seems to be acting in the interest of those whose mission it is to destabilize our region. That cannot stand. That cannot work. We are at a time that serious management was brought into how the affairs of this nation is managed because everywhere across the southwest tension is rising you saw what happened in Oyo, of course you are, and you saw what is happening in those state currently i tell you my dear my dear listener it is practically impossible for people to wake up and confidently say that they are traveling to our which is the governor's even homestead mm which is a distance of just about 40 kilometers away and not have their heart in their mouth because full and miscreants are always on that road to abduct people. And the governor is taking an action and somebody says he's speaking on behalf of the presidency and saying that such an action should not be taken. You see, it, 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 it speaks volumes about the quality of leadership we have in Nigeria for now. And even before that action was taken, a Yeti Allah that was little known in this country about 10 years ago came out to be challenging the temerity of a governor to take policy, to, 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 to make policy pronouncements for his state. Isn't, isn't, isn't that silly? But What do they take us for in this country? But let, let's, let's um, apologies to Bolton. Uh, I know that a number of times uh, some in this country have questioned the president's position when it comes to issues of um, Ed's men and um, saying that there appears to be some sentiment towards them uh, on the part of the president or the presidency. But when you look at the content of what Mr. Shale said, saying that uh, nobody can stop anybody from occupying any part of the country that they want, so far it is legitimate, and also talking about uh, the uh, what, what we could call, so, should we call it ethnic profiling, where uh, some make it seem as if every every bad thing that happens is being done by Fulani Looking at what Shale did say, um, of course, Shale was only trying to play on words. Nobody, no, not even citizens of those states, have the right to, illegal, to illegally occupy the reserve. The reserve is government property. If you do not have a right to be there, you do not have a right to be there. It is not supposed to be infringed by anybody. All the all all the places where these guys are, these Fulani people are, are not 
properly are not properly and legitimately acquired by them. These are people that just came, ran into the ran, ran into our forest, and we march from the forest to come and attack the law-abiding citizens of this place. If there is no national tribes on that kind of thing, look, part of what the governor did say is that nobody must graze cattle in the night again. Why? Why? Why do that has to be so? These Fulani people will take their cattle out in the night, go to people's farms, they will eat the crops, they will harvest the, 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 they will harvest the, 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 the agricultural the crops of these uh, of the farmers and take away. It is causing a it is causing a food crisis in this country now. The, the, the staple food of people which is carried that was so cheap before is now very expensive. Because the Fulanese have destroyed the farm, have forcefully and illegally harvested crops from people's farms, which is stealing. Why will anybody in government be permissive of that kind of attitude? What kind of government do we have? Now, um, Mr. Falaka, uh, the uh, I don't know if you caught a part of what Mr. Ojogo was saying earlier. Uh, when he said that, first off, he, he believes that it's not just Fulanis that are elders, and he believes there are also other people that are elders. And he's saying uh, the new instruction by the government applies to all elders, whether they are Fulanis or not Fulanis. And don't you think there is some uh, level of generalization every time we talk about this? Because a number of times we've heard of kidnappings that have happened. Uh, where people do all these things under the guise of Fulani headsmen, and then we find out that the perpetrators are not even Fulanis. Well, when, when kidnapping started in Nigeria, those who began it are certainly not Fulanis. And, and, and that was majorly in the Niger Delta. And they restricted their activities to a target group in the Niger Delta. The crisis have gone beyond the Niger Delta now. Those that are doing it majorly now are the Fulanis or even miscreants from the northern part of the nation generally. Of course, I am not denying the fact that there may be one or two people who are indigenous to these places that are doing it too. But from the accounts of kidnapped people that I have read and reviewed, they have never missed walls to say that those that took them are Fulani people. You understand me? They have not missed words about that. And again, if you look at the reactions that have been streaming, that have been following what Governor Rotinakredolu did, you will see that those that are reacting are the Fulanis. There's a fellow who said is the generalism of Fulani across Southwest, threatening threatening war in the entire Southwest. There is a there, there is a that says, well, if if, if emerge from the forest, well, what is the alternative for them? These are all blackmails. Nobody is saying, and the government has not said that any citizen of Nigeria, as long as it's law abiding, cannot settle anywhere in this state legally. He has not said that. What the people of those states are even saying is that all is that. For anyone that wants to settle, uh, want to settle peacefully and amicably within, within within the people here, is welcome to so do. 
it is the trouble. It is the, those are important security challenges to our life across the southwest that are the enemy of the region. Look, this morning I, I, I was listening. I, I was listening to one of the radio stations here in the state. Okay. The grand swell of opinion. It was a phone-in program. The okay. grand swell of opinion was in favor of what the governor has done. Women that called in said that those women said they are farmers. That for a time now they can no longer go to their farms because they will be raped and killed by Fulani people who are calling to them. How can the Fulani suddenly become a menace to us in this country? How can? How can? It, the, the, the unity of Nigeria is at, the, at its better end now. And it is time, we will indeed, we even do we have a president who is nationalistic and patriotic to the Nigerian nation. It is time for that president and his presidency to begin to rise and do things as properly as they should do. When the president's spokesman becomes an ethnic, uh, because an ethnic spokesman, he speaks so much, he speaks volumes. You know, what that, is driving, what is happening in the country? Shell Gaba, Shell Gaba Shell, Gaba Shell does not speak, does not speak as somebody who is working the presidency of the or, or, or presidency of this country. You remember when Bishop Kuka made his statement, mm. the, 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 very, the now very famous Christmas homily, mm. it was Gaba Shell that first of all attacked him on a secular level. And that is not what the kind of thing that you want from a, from a presidential spokesman. But he was he was also the one who released a statement saying nobody can issue um, sack notifications. Because the of reactions against what he had done earlier and the stupidity of those that issued that quick notice to Bishop Cooker. So it was only time to it was only time to make to to, to, to make amelioration of the of the of the earlier errors that he made. You know, but, but in this in this case, um, you know what. what some, there are some that believe that the gist of what uh, Mr. Gabashio is saying, which is something uh, some people have also said in the past, is uh, yes, um, there are uh, miscreants, like you say, there are elements who continue, there are criminal elements amongst the Fulani headsmen. Uh, just like we have criminal elements in any society, but that is, but that is, but that cannot be, but that cannot be enough reasons to now deny people who are doing their legitimate business, whether Fulanis or not Fulanis, the right to settle wherever they want in the country. Look, Wally, hmm. as a Nigerian, as a Nigerian, I have friends from every part of this country. Okay, I have very wonderful Fulani friends. Hmm. In fact, some of them will work together in the time of President Jonathan. Okay. I have very, very educated Fulani friends, friends that we will talk to tomorrow. Many of them, too, are alarmed at what is happening in our nation today. Now, how, how, how did Nigeria suddenly arrive at this very sorry state? That is a question. Fulanese have always been here. They've always been living time and time with us. They have not been this crisis until a time like this when Buhari becomes president again. This crisis, the genesis of this crisis, can be traceable to 2013-2014, the immediate years preceding the 
uh, I mean, preceding the 2015 general elections. Those that are causing the crisis in our nation today were those Fulanis that were imported from 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 from, 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 from neighboring nations to come and to, to, for, for elect for election efforts to come and force the hand of. Uh, to, to come and force the margins of somebody as president in this country. That's somebody is Muhammad Buhari. That is, those are the, those, that is the genesis of this crisis. And those who imported these miscreants from here should run them up and send them back to wherever they came from. That is the problem we have in this country today. That, that's, I agree with seeing full of people who come to graze their cattle around here. That, that, in that, our neighborhood. Your, your, pre, your last statement, that, that that allegation is something that a number of times the presidency has come out and said, well, there's nothing true about that. We don't know about bringing any group of people into the country because we wanted to win an election. They, 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 they can deny it tomorrow. They can deny it tomorrow, but we know. Those of us who know, we know. Those guys who are important to this country, they were armed. Look, Wale, take your mind back. To, 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 to year 2011. When Buhari lost the election in year 2011, so many people of Southern descent were killed and did not. Many of them youth coppers that served as president, as a returning officers, I mean, as a, a poor clerks or, or whatever in, 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 in all the pulling, okay. in all the pulling areas. Uh, exactly. They were killed. And before that election, you will remember that Buhari came out to say that in this election, that for him not to be president, both the dog and the baboon will be soaked in blood. Is that a nationalist? Is, 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 is that what a six-man should say? Is it, is for him to say that is because he, had, because he knew that a number of uh, a number of gorillas, a number of miscans that are now troubling this country have been ported into our nation. Well, to unleash on due war on on on, on this nation, she didn't fail the election again. Well, let, let, let's. That is what he meant. Okay. Well, uh, let, let's not get into the business of you know what some statements meant meant at that time. Let, let's uh, get back on track and talk about uh, this particular Ondo situation. Um, uh, earlier this morning on one of our programs, uh, we we got talking about this situation. Uh, there was uh, this uh, caller who called and told us about just just something uh, very similar to what you said about the. Uh, women who haven't been able to go to farm and uh, a number of other farmers who haven't been able to go to farm and all of that. But you also mentioned that uh, over the years there have been uh, Fulani people that have resided with Yoruba people, some of them even intermarried already. Um, you would believe that these are not the people that would, of course, join in um, disrupting uh, the peace of the community that they live you know, in disrupting the peace of the community that they uh, that they've lived in for so long. Isn't it possible for us, or for Ondo State, for example, to be able to identify those, uh, maybe through the Mietiala, for example, that's an association of uh, cattle breeders, those who have been in that state for so long, who everyone knows their business and know what they do, isn't it possible to be able to identify those from these miscreants? Well, absolutely, it is. It is. But those ones live within us here. Those ones have settlements in places around the states. Those are not the ones to whom this policy is targeted. It is those Marusians that are in the bush. Who goes by the name Heisman or are generally being referred to as Heisman or account of the fact that they are full of needs to. Who carry guns, kidnap, attack, rape and kill our people that are targeted by this action. 
the only other thing that target those that have been here before is that one they must not graze their cattle at night any longer two they must not make their they must not parade their cattle in our streets those are those are the ones that are targeted at those people but for god's sake most we at this time in our life as a nation be seeing cattle being reared along our streets does it make a pleasant scene does, the, 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 does it say anything complimentary about us <laughs> and i tell you it was not happening there was a day in akure i was in akure here, akure here i went out and the money to jog and that was by about 6 30 and suddenly and my, i live in an estate here suddenly i saw a massive a number of cattle that were being that were that were being taken along the street major street you know, a dual carriage street to street in Akure, they were being that early in the morning, and I was amazed because I never saw it happen here before now. So, whoever has a cattle must be ready to have a ranch. I have traveled to the United States, I have seen what ranching looks like. Whoever lives, whoever has any cattle here must be able to have a ranch. And let me tell you too. Most of those cattle you see this Fulanese carrying about are even owned by indigenous people. Okay. Not just the Fulanese people. There are a number of people here who own these cattle and place it in their care. So if you know you have a cattle, you must be ready to have a ranch. Uh, what, what you just said is something that. Chicken, after those who rear chicken, have been building poultry for their chickens. And like like as governor of our show we say, those who have poultry do not take their do not do 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 not make their fishes to swim on our streets. So whoever has cattle must have a ranch. They must have ranches. It's great that you mentioned that some of these cattle are not even owned by this you know so called foreigners man. That sometimes it is owned by people resident in those communities who put them in their care. And there are some that have looked at this situation and say, if we are the ones, you know, um, who own some of these things, keep them in their care. And we also do not enforce on them that we, uh, they, you'd rather have them put them in a ranch and not have them go about the street destroying other people's farmlands. That in one way, some of us are also the cause of the problems. You can say that. Whoever has a cattle among us now, in their care must begin to think about how to ranch them. We must be futuristic. We must begin to develop. So we must be, the key word now is to have ranches everywhere. So that the miscreants, the criminals will no longer have an excuse to commit crime against the state and the people any longer. All right, but we'll, we'll just, um, what, what do you uh, make of, what, what do you expect to, what would you expect from the government uh, with the, uh, especially for after the uh, presidency's reaction, there are some who believe that uh, the presidency's reaction uh, could uh, make the government uh, uh, turn down on its uh, directive or soften uh, its stance as far as uh, the directive is concerned. Well, I think the government we know. I think the government, the government certainly knows that if it backs down, this is going to lose the confidence of the people and even their respect forever. He knows that. I, as soon as he, I told you, I'm, I'm not in APC. As, long, as soon as he released this thing, I sent a message to him and I told him that 
Mr. Governor, congratulations that you can at you you could at least do this now, but it is too too late in coming. I hope that you will have the willpower to ensure that this is done to the letter. And I congratulated him for so doing. Of course, when people are, if he does not go ahead in implementing this thing, it then means that he's sending send a direct invitation for people to embark on service. And that will happen. But but what are you are you hopeful that uh, this is not just a statement? When you look at the body language, are you hopeful that this is something the government will follow through on? I just told you that I sent him a personal message okay. that, that that I want to believe and trust that he's going to follow through. <laughs> the government enacted that policy because he knows that that, that the state is getting so worked up that the people are getting so worked up that if he does not take an action people will embark on self-help immediately what he has done is to arrest the hands of the people in prosecuting an action of their own so if the government does not pull through self-action will certainly self-help will certainly come on for or come to the fore and the people will begin to react and when that happens it is a, it will signify a breakdown of law another entirely all right. Thank you very much. Uh, Mr. Fadaka is a policy analyst, is immediate partner or public secretary of the PDP. Uh, thank you for talking to us from Aquarius this morning. Thank you so much. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, getting some thoughts uh, from Aquarius and uh, just uh, talking about this particular issue. Uh, a number of uh, reactions have uh, been trailing it. The. Um, Pan-Yoruba group of Fanny Ferry, they have uh, come out to put a call on all Southwest governors uh, to stand with Governor Otimi Akiridolu as far as uh, th- uh, his new directive is uh, concerned. Uh, the uh, Fanny Ferry, in a statement signed by Yenka Odumaki, who is the National Publicity Secretary, stated that the intervention by what... Uh, okay, uh, I quote now. The intervention by what we mistakenly called the federal government on behalf of Maradin Fulanis in Ondo against the lawful government of the state did not come to Afeni Ferry as a surprise as it is in line with non-pretense by his regime that it represents only Fulani interests against those of Yoruba, Igbo, Juku, Nijo and other tribes. So, well, that's a position they've held over time. Uh, the Afeni Ferry stated that the fact that the federal government could only hear on those states when Governor Akiridolu was very loud and clear about orders to vacate forest reserves in the state is symptomatic with this government uh, that this government has a serious problem with eating the rest of us when the issue involves its anointed felonies. Um They went on to say that they agree with the Ondo State government that the insensibility of garbage violates the corporate existence of Nigeria. Uh, they asked, what has this government done to assure our people that they can protect our lives? Uh, they went on to say that the lives of our people and other non-Fulani communities are daily being taken by local and foreign Fulani bandits without any sign that these lives matter to the government with his desire to shield the Fulani from the laws. Uh, well, it's a, it's a long statement. Uh, they went on to say we, um, the governor must do all within the law to flush on the forest of all criminals, saying that other governors should emulate their chair and free our land from the Fulanis who have surrounded us with the shield of the federal government. Uh, it's, it's, uh, that's the statement uh, by the Afen Ferry. Because uh, the, uh, it's, a, it's a very slippery slope, very uh, interesting thing to talk about. Uh, one cannot rule out the fact that, indeed, uh, there have been some elements of um, uh, some individuals amongst the uh, group 
that we call the Fulani Edsmen that have perpetrated crimes. But one also must also acknowledge that there have been uh, instances where criminal activities are carried out and then those that perpetrate them are not even uh, don't turn out to be Fulanese and either told the belief is that oh it would have been the Fulani Edsmen and then they turn out not to be Fulanese. What it means is that you know there are also other elements uh, uh, seizing this opportunity and uh, just doing having a field day uh, because knowing that there will be that um, general uh, belief uh, that is being perpetrated by the Fulani Edsmen. But at the end of the day, uh, there's uh, th- there's just a lot of work that needs to be done to ensure that everyone is safe, to ensure that, uh, you know, government at all levels, not just state government, uh, the federal government also has to uh, play its part. Yes, we call the governor. The chief security officer, although some uh, question the uh, how much space the governors have to really carry out their duties as the chief security officers, but that, that's a kettle of a different thing entirely. I'm sure we'll get to that at another time. We've spoken about that a couple of times on this now, but uh, at the end of the day, the governors have to have a chance to do what they feel needs to be done to protect everyone, not just um, the Yorubas, not just the Igbos, not just the Aosas, not just the Fulanese, but everyone that is resident uh, in their state. Uh, just a couple of minutes before we wrap things up uh, this morning, I'll just take some thoughts from you uh, this morning as far as this situation is concerned. I know we spoke about this earlier this morning, quite a number of you had things to say, but I'll just take some more thoughts uh, from you. Uh, please, uh, let's uh, keep it short and straightforward. Uh, let's uh, be responsible with our comments uh, because I know these are very tricky discussions to have but let's uh, be very uh, responsible with our comments and um, uh, you know let's just uh, make it very quick at Fresh FM I built on Twitter that's where you drop your contributions if you're watching live on Facebook do drop your contributions via that avenue as well the numbers to call 0813 0815 Those are the numbers to call uh, to talk to us this morning uh, as far as this particular situation uh, coming from Undo State is concerned. Hello, good morning. What's your name? Where are you calling us from? Hello, good morning. My name is Kenny. I'm calling from Ifo. Good morning, Mr. Odeiri. Well, Ondo State Governor has taken the right step. I just believe the other South uh, West Governors should emulate him. The Fulanese are getting, I mean, their problem is getting out of hand. Some of them, yeah. We believe they are the only one in Nigeria. Even in our remote areas here where we are, if you are telling them go this way, they will want to graze in your compound. Up till, up till yesterday, they, they were still grazing 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock in the evening. This, I, I really adore, I, I, I give uh, this government kudos. Oh. Just done. Oh. I believe our government will go straight to be. All right, thank you. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Yeah, hello, good morning, Mr. Wale. Good morning. Yeah, flying from Mr. Wale. Now, I just I want to share um, a scenario. The first thing that, uh, first of all, government and the state government, of, I mean, federal government and state government of Ondo, they, they are very obliged to both sides having uh, opinions. Okay. The sanction from the governor and the, and what's the call? 
the statement from the presidency as well from the government to mm. take a sanction is very very appropriate because we need to note the uh, what the governor said is a bit harsh to me as a government is a bit harsh you understand i mean i mean you're bad guy you understand but the fact remains that as it is now me i have learned some certain things when i travel out of the country i have done a traveling of the road i have done a traveling of the air you understand? I can identify some things. There are some full and the people are mixing up. They speak Bambara, they speak, uh, what's it called? Terrible. You understand? They are not Nigerian full and You understand? They are outside full and You understand? They are like Chadians or Nigerian. You understand? Those are the full and And I could tell you one scenario. It happens when I just came new to Ishagel, really. You understand? A couple of years ago. Okay. I, I was coming all the way from Ijiroku that night. Mm -hmm. It was in the like 12 or 1 a.m. Mm. because it was late before I left. So when I got to our own Shokoto Road here to Imashai, I saw those Fulani. They know that I'm coming and they did not even give me a sign. You know, that they are learning a catchy. I mean, that their country is there. Uh, mm. you know, so I ran into them and I was eat. The uh, they are ram I mean, the are cartridges. It fell on my windscreen, spoiled the windscreen. They want to harm me that night. I mean that midnight. Mm. But I was lucky enough, mm. you know, mm. to advance myself that because my car did not broke. I mean the engine mm. did not finish. You know, so when I saw them, I know these are Chinese. Mm. Because I've seen them, I, I can speak their language. So, so you're, you're, you're saying you're saying overall, just like some have said that there are foreign edders. I say you're saying overall that there are foreign edders so, who cause yeah, trouble. Yeah, mm. those elders, those elders in Nigeria, right. most of our Oluwo people, the capitalists, mm. they buy. Uh, All right, Mr. All right. So, so what thank I want us to understand, we should be very careful. careful. We right. should understand the government is protecting ethnicism. All right. All right. Thank you, Mr. Bolao. You know, uh, but th thank you for sharing your story. I know you could go on and on, but you know, there are a lot of people trying to talk to us. But thank you, really. Uh, you had a great time. Hello, good morning. Okay, uh, we lost that call. Do try again. Do try again. Very, uh, very interesting story you shared with us. Hello, good morning. Zero eight one five four three two ten seventy nine zero eight one eight one 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 ten seventy nine. Those are the numbers to call uh, to talk to us this morning. Uh, just about seven minutes before we leave the studio. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Yes, good morning to you, sir. Hello, I'm Mr. Azama Jaladi. You're calling from where? From Abuja. All right, talk to us. In the of the S men, in the olden days, yes men we are living together. Hmm. We have the Arabs, we have our villages. But the one coming to Nigeria now calling us. But the government did not know how to stop this thing. Because when it comes to last week, I see some of them in the afternoon rushing around the EFO, some areas at EFO. Like Obadan, in the when you leave your house in the morning, by the time you come back, you see some rushing and close everything in your surrounding. Please, what can you do? Good for your advance because these people they want to spoil this country, they want to spoil continent. For all our borders are porous, anybody can enter border. No, they don't have border now. Please, let's go make your work. And let's move forward. Thank you. Thank you.
Uh, remember, you can drop your contributions on Twitter at FreshFMAbergota this morning, and we'll be glad to hear from you. Uh, if you're watching live on Facebook, do talk to us, and uh, we'll check them out. Okay, 0815-432-1079, 0818-111-1079. Those are the numbers uh, to call to talk to us this morning. I'm just trying to see. Uh, I know quite a number of your comments. We did um, take a look at them. Uh, this uh, morning but um, I'm just trying to see whether there is any uh, that we didn't check out but uh, quite a number of you joining us live on Facebook as well uh, this morning many thanks to you remember uh, you'd be doing a great service by sharing those videos and uh, giving others the opportunity uh, to uh, be a part of it as well I remember you get a chance to listen back if for some reason you joined in late or you missed a program or you missed a conversation for some reason. Uh, all you have to do is download the Fresh 107.9 FM Alberta application. It's on your Google Play Store. Once you download that, uh, you get a chance to listen uh, back to the programs via the podcast menu. Please turn on the volume on your radio uh, before you talk to us. That's the battle. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Yes, good morning. I was. I have been very. Uh, What's your name? Where you calling us from? Oh, uh, my name is Joseph, calling okay. from Lagos. All right, Mr. Joseph, talk to us. Yeah, I um had what all all the conversation comments and everything. Mm-hmm. But one first and foremost, let me let me put something clear now. You journalists are doing a lot of havoc to Nigerians. You are not pragmatic in your approach to all these problems. And it's very, very sad. When you are talking, you are talking as if you are talking for government. You must be objective in everything you are doing. In the sense that, okay, this why I had us, this why not, I mean, in fact, the man was, I mean, the Mr. Falaka was much, much objective, much more uh, um, elaborate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he, he, he made some, um, some, because you are even, you even wanted to talk into it. The point is that, this, the, the, the presidency says they're not helping matters either. They are making things worse by by talking in the side of the full line. It is the government of Nigeria, government of Fulani, not the Fulani government of Nigeria. I said, now, that's my point. I will must be very, very happy, whatever we're doing. They are saying no. Then that you, you can't bridge. The government now makes the law. You're this day on night. I mean, don't parade your cows in the night. That is very objective. And don't go and spoil people. Because when, when you go to people's farm and you destroy their farms, of course. I mean, what, what are your, what is your objective? Your objective is to, 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 to bring farming to, to Southwest. All right. That's another thing that the government is, is talking about. Right. You, you, when you are even making your, your question, you are questioning the man as if you are talking on behalf of the, of the president. The president himself. They knew what they are saying. Sure? You must know what you are saying. I sure this is not this not a situation. I sure this not a situation of you having issues with the questions because they don't align with what you think. It is the job of anybody to ask questions from all sides, putting all sides into consideration and getting the submissions. You know, by asking those questions, you uh, you give the opportunity for whoever is your resource person or your guest to be able to talk about everything. Um, it's, it's not necessarily about anybody speaking for anybody, but I, I totally get you. I know what happens most times, you know, 
is that uh, uh, in the art of listening, when it appears that whatever you're listening to does not necessarily tally with what you think, you begin to say, oh, they're not objective. <laughs> they're doing what it is they want. But thank you for your contribution. Kindy or Daring Day on Facebook says, the Los State government has done well. Please let other Yoruba governors to do so. Uh, he says he's watching live from Ifo. Thank you very much. Um, Mr. Tunde says, good morning, sir. I'm enjoying your program. Oh, great to know you're enjoying. I hope you think we are being objective. Thank you for being a part of the program this morning. That's our bit this morning. The platform right here on Fresh 107.9 FM. I should say a very big thank you to Mr. Yofadaka who joined us uh, from Akure this morning. Uh, Mr. Fadaka is the immediate partner, publicity secretary of the PDP. He's a policy analyst and a policy relations consultant. Uh, joined us from Akure. Uh, this morning we were hoping to get to link up with mr donald Tujogo, uh who because that's a busy time at this period you know having to get to talk to a lot of us uh as far as uh you know this is just concerned hopefully uh, we'll get to link up with him and um uh, get his thoughts as far as this particular issue is concerned but uh one thing that is certain uh one thing that we are in agreement on is that everyone government at all levels state federal they have to do, even the local, have to do everything that is needed to ensure that this country, of course, remains united, remains safe, uh, remains habitable for everybody and remove those elements or deal with those elements that are threatening the peace or the continued existence of this entity called Nigeria. That's the program uh, this morning. Please stay safe. Remember, wear your face masks wherever you are. Avoid crowded places and um, protect yourselves, protect your loved ones, and be good. The platform returns next Monday. God willing, Wali Bakar is my name. Enjoy your Wednesday. Good morning. FM, your feel-good radio. This is Fresh 107.9, where we keep you fresh all day. From the rock city of Nigeria, rock city of Nigeria, this is Fresh 107.9. Folks who tell me I want fight for you, girl. Some people just say, Yan and Nihau, Nanako, L15 for you, girl. I love your style, I love your style. You know I can lie to you, girl. Don't be me, get money passport, anything I will buy for you, girl. I want to love you forever, in any weather. Good or bad, oh girl, you know matter. Love you forever, in any weather. Good or bad, oh girl, you know matter.